there's still this very much an assumption in society, but also in advertising and marketing, that the nuclear family is the only model. So the advertising still features that mum and dad and two kids. Sometimes you'll see three kids. There's just not that empowered woman with her kids. And yet, single parent households are the fastest growing family group in Australia. So they're really missing a moment there. Hello, and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps marketers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs sell more effectively to the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Each fortnight, we bring you a deep diving interview with a marketing specialist from around the globe who can help you gain insights about this influential consumer. Let's hear from our host, Katrina McCarter. Hello, and welcome to the show. It's your host, Katrina McCarter. There have never been more single mothers in the world than right now. There are 320 million children across the world who live in a single parent household, with the majority of these headed by women. Single mums have emerged as a powerful consumer segment who are largely overlooked by most brands and businesses. Today's guest on the show is on a mission to inspire women to embrace single parenthood. She's also a journalist, presenter, body and soul columnist, and the mother of two young boys. She's the author of five books, including her latest, The Single Mother's Social Club, a book where experts and single mothers share the best advice for thriving when you're the only adult in the home. Today, we are going to explore the rise in single and solo mothers. So let's dive in and welcome Jacinta Tynan to the show. Hello, Jacinta. Hi, Katrina. Thank you for having me. I have been so excited about our interview. Well, me too. Fantastic. So listen, I'm a really big believer that opportunities abound for business owners and marketers who go looking. And in my last book, The Mother of All Opportunities, I identified that single and solo mothers were one of the biggest opportunities in the consumer market. So when I came across your book, I was so delighted because I've been looking for the right expert to bring onto the show to talk about the single and solo market for more than two years. And I devoured your book in a couple of days. And when I did, I knew that you were the expert to speak to. So Jacinta, I want to open by asking you, what is the book about and what inspired you to write the book? Oh, thanks so much for saying that, actually. It's really nice to hear that that it's had that impact because, you know, first of all, I'll say when you're an author, it's a solitary pursuit. So you're sitting there turning these things out on your laptop, these words out, not knowing if it's actually going to reach people. So whenever I hear that it has resonated with somebody, it means a lot. So thank you. Thanks for saying that. I wrote the book because when I became a single mum, which is, five years ago now I left home with my two little boys I was just struck by how different the experiences are of of raising kids on your own or at least part of the time for some of us from the stories we hear so I think there's very much still this kind of implication with single mothers that that there's something lacking that you're not doing life right and 
In most cases, yes, I agree, separated or divorced or widowed or even single mothers by choice, it's not quite what we had in mind for our family in most cases. But the single mothers that I know, and and I spoke to dozens for the book, are the most stunningly capable, resourceful, accomplished, wise warrior women who you'll ever meet. They're embracing life and loving life. But that's not the story that we hear very often. So I wanted to share that side of single motherhood. I wanted single mothers to feel seen and to feel heard and validated. And I wanted women also who are contemplating single motherhood, whether they're contemplating leaving a relationship or having a baby on their own, to feel emboldened by this and to see that it's not necessarily the daunting abyss that they're led to believe. And also practically, I wrote the book because I wanted to provide a resource for single mothers that I didn't have. I wanted single mothers to get some advice and wisdom from women who've walked that path before and know that they're not alone and know that they, it's not just a, going to be a matter of surviving this but actually really thriving and growing and evolving as a, as a woman and as a mother through this process. Uh, look, Jacinta, I devoured your book in the in a weekend. I just thought it was such fabulous insights and I loved how you gave a voice to these women and uh, and we heard their stories. Fabulous, fabulous insights and I really congratulate you on this publication. One of the questions that I want to ask you is in the book you talk about single mothers and you talk about solo mothers. What's the difference? Yeah, it it appears there's a subtle hierarchy, actually, amongst single mothers. Some women are really particular about the term and they feel that you're not legitimately a single mother unless you're the only parent to your child. That is, you're not a bona fide single mother if there's another parent in the picture at all, even if you're a co-parent. If there's another parent that the children are spending time with, then then you can't call yourself a single single mother. But I think that it's impossible to really judge that degree of difficulty because it's hard for all single mothers. It is a tough road. We can't, there's no denying that. And we all have challenges no matter what the circumstances. So you might be a solo mother with, that is, you're, you're the only parent to that child, but you might have lots of family support. But you might be a co-parent and your kids go to the other parent every second weekend so people think, oh, you get that break. But your ex might be extremely difficult or toxic or competitive and so that's not easy. So it seems to me when I when I, I talk to so many women and it seems to me that what narrows down the degree of difficulty if we want to get into that, it's financial. So no matter what the circumstances, that's what seems to make it hard. The, the hardest for women is when they're struggling financially, which so many single mothers are. But some women don't like the term single mother either because of the connotations of something missing. You know, the very word single means something's missing. So for the ease of definition, the way I sort of narrowed it down, I didn't want to spend a lot of time on this in the book because I think it's just another way of being divisive, but I had to kind of clear it out because it is a... I had to deal with it because it is something that gets discussed. So solo mothers are when there's no other parent in the picture. Uh, That's usually single mothers by choice or widows, of course. And single mothers are when there is another parent around somewhere. So whatever works for you. And let's give less uh, less attention to it because we're all women raising kids either completely or partly on our own as the only adult in the house at least some of the time. And I think that sums it up and that's the kind of most attention I think we should give it. Whatever works for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, listen, I grew up with a uh, fantastic single mother back in the 70s and I really want to give a hat tip to uh, my mum, Helen, here. And look, 
but even as a kid, I felt that people were pretty harsh and judgmental on my mother. Like it was evident to me, even as a small child, I certainly felt like we were the outsiders in a fairly conservative school community. Is that stigma still around, around single motherhood, you know, that I experienced back then in the 70s? Yes, sadly it is. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't really aware of it myself until I wrote about this in the book, actually. When I was contemplating leaving my family home and I did end up leaving the stigma never occurred to me I I, I wasn't worried about that at all I was worried about the impact on my kids and other things but not the stigma and then I was sitting there at my son's soccer training one brisk winter uh, evening and uh, one of the other mothers was I didn't know her actually but she was making comments about all the single mothers you know in the suburb and it was not a good thing the way she was saying it and then it occurred to me oh hang on is this a is this a bad thing? And so that was my first taste of it. But then talking to all these women, that was one of the binding themes of single motherhood, that the stigma is still there. It's less overt, definitely, than our mother's generation. It's more insidious, but it's still there. So in our mother's day, single mothers were called fallen women or or the kids were illegitimate. Imagine that word. It's like cancelling the children out if they were unmarried. But single mothers today still feel it, even though that's not said. And it's that sort of remnants of the there's there was that image of single mothers that was whipped up by talkback radio really only as recently as a decade ago i interviewed a ex talkback radio host who talked about that they were they encouraged to whip up that story of the welfare sapping single mother who's having kids by herself for cash and it's just ridiculous it just doesn't exist but that permeates social attitudes and it shows up most in social exclusion And there's still that subtle thread in media reporting with headlines. You know, headlines will say single mother, but they never say married mother. (laughs) So it's just ridiculous. It's just this this kind of subtle uh, inference that there's something a bit suspicious about the single mother that we need to look out for. It's laughable. Well, it's something that we really need to phase out. I'm I'm shocked to hear that it still very much exists. Your podcast host, Katrina McCarter, has launched her second book. Called The Mother of All Opportunities, this book has been written for board directors, C-suite, senior marketers and business owners to shine a light on the enormous opportunities for growth which exist in the mum market. Katrina demonstrates why now is the right time to rethink your relationship with the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Fast track your brand and build a competitive advantage by gaining critical research-based insights into this massive and underserved market. If you live in Australia, you can get your copy from www.marketingtomums.com.au forward slash book. If you live overseas, you can get your copy from Amazon. Now, Jacinta, one of the things that I really loved about your book was I think that you did such a superb job at giving a voice to the women that you interviewed. I understand that you were doing interviews of more than 40 uh, single mothers in researching the book. And I'd really love to ask you, what are some of the things that society and business need to understand about single mothers? Like, what are some of the things that they find really hard? What are some of the upsides that they love? And what are some of the simple ways that, you know, people as humans, we can support single mothers? 
Yeah, well, in terms of what they find hard, I didn't want to gloss over that because, as you know, The Single Mother's Social Club, my book, has a really uplifting tone and I wanted that because it is it is an uplifting experience as well. There's so many upsides to it, which I'll get to. But I didn't want to, of course, just gloss over because it can be really hard. It's it's a real challenge and it can there can be some really dark times. So if I was to list it off quickly, some of the things that they find the hardest, the, the financial load, the financial burden, which I talked about before, that is undeniable. It's almost, almost inescapable that you're going to take a financial hit as a single mum, no matter how you get there. There's a few exceptions of course, but you, you just have to brace yourself for that. It's going to happen and you have to get creative with money and get resourceful and there's gifts in that too, but uh, it is a, a requirement of you to to become very conscious of your economic situation, I guess. There's the emotional load on yourself and your kids. Loneliness is a huge one and not one woman that I spoke to didn't talk about the loneliness if that was an again a common theme and that's that you can lonely you can be lonely when your kids are with the other parent if there's another parent around but you can be just as lonely when your kids are with you because some of the women talked about and I I relate to this as well about there being no other witness to your child's life so you're going through these beautiful moments as your kids are growing up and we all know they're just such wonderful times oh can be that can be be really tough as well but you witness your kids doing these extraordinary things as they grow into the little people that they're going to be and you look around and there's no one to share it with and that can be a really lonely time but again the flip side to that is I've got this moment on my own, which is beautiful as well. And then the hardest thing really is the social exclusion, which I've referred to before, but I have to keep bringing it up because it's extraordinary that this still goes on. But again, every single mother I spoke to, every single one of them, without exception, talked about this social exclusion. Suddenly the invitations dry up. You're not invited to things as a family. You're not invited to things on your own. And you're already going through a mammoth life change when you're a single mum, again, no matter how you got there, it's a change. And on top of that, you find that you're left out of things and that can be heartbreaking. And I found that more heartbreaking than almost anything else and harder to get my head around. Now, in terms of what women love, what they talked about, I'll tell you what the biggest one was, autonomy, being able to make decisions for your kids on your own. And for the purposes of this podcast, that's financial decisions too. You get to decide where you're going to spend the money for the household and you get to decide what holidays you're going to take and what adventures you're going to go on and what you're going to buy for your kids and you get to control the the temperament of your home. I describe it as being like a thermostat and often for the first time ever for single mothers, they get to determine that because when there's another adult in the house, you don't necessarily have a say on that. You get to bond with your kids without distraction or without someone else demanding your time or attention And also, you know, the book, The Single Mother's Social Club, as you know, Katrina, is quite spiritual and a lot of evolution in there because I see it as an opportunity to grow and to step up and to evolve as a woman and as a mother. And you've got this blank slate to create your future from here. So you get to imagine the future you want and bring that into fruition. And so that's a freedom that you don't necessarily get if you're in a nuclear family. And That's a really interesting point, looking at this from a marketing perspective as well, just just, just putting on on my marketing hat there. It's a time of great change and transition, and it can be a time where women are reflecting on all their relationships with 
businesses and brands as well. It's something that we see when a woman becomes a mother. She goes through that experience. But I think through this major transition as well, it's it's also a time where she's re-evaluating things and a real opportunity for brands to be speaking to her and connecting with her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, go, that goes without saying, and we, we'll, we'll talk about that more, I'm sure, but I think there's a real missed opportunity there. And you also asked me quickly how single how people can support single mothers, and I would say inclusion, simple. Just invite them over with and without the kids and just, just include them. It's not that hard. It was really interesting in reading the book you talked a lot about how single mothers need to really put themselves out there a hell of a lot more in terms of being included, that they have to reach out and ask a lot more than perhaps they would have done previously. And that was really testing for for a lot of women as well. Yeah, that's really hard. And I hate that the onus is on us to do that because you've got enough going on as a single mother. And then I call it the hustle for connection. You know, It's sort of unavoidable. You've got to do it, but it's it's frustrating. I wish that more people and anyone who's listening to this who is in this situation in a, who don't have this setup, who are in perhaps a, a nuclear family, uh, then more people like that, if you could step up and include the single mothers around you and don't leave it to us to do the hustling because your self-esteem's often taken a hit as well. And so on top of that, you're out there saying, oh, can I come? Can I be invited? Can I be included? And that you don't, you don't have the energy for that half the time. So it shouldn't be on us to do it. Needing an energetic, dynamic speaker at your next conference or event? Katrina McCarter, your host of Marketing to Mums, the podcast, speaks around the globe on all aspects related to marketing effectively to mums. You can download her speaker kit at katrinamccarter.com or contact her directly on LinkedIn via her profile, Katrina McCarter. I want to kind of shift the conversation a little bit around, I guess, putting that marketing hat back on. From your perspective, what is it that brands and businesses are getting wrong when they're trying to appeal to single and solo mothers? Well, first of all, I don't think they're trying to appeal to single and solo mothers. So that's what they're getting wrong because that that actually is a big market that they could be targeting directly rather than kind of casting the net and if they happen to catch a few, (laughs) then so be it because this is a thriving market. There's still this very much an assumption in society but also in advertising and marketing that the nuclear family is the only model. So the advertising still features that mum and dad and two kids. Sometimes you'll see three kids (laughs) but that's the variation. Or you see the gorgeous young single woman in fashion particularly who's yet to meet her perfect man. There's, There's just not that that woman with her kids, that empowered woman of a certain age. So you don't see yourself reflected back. And yet single parent households are the fastest growing family group in Australia. Women are 80% at the helm of these families almost. And you wouldn't know it when you look at the advertising of businesses. So they're really missing a moment there. I think I'll tell you a good example of that actually is travel. So when you're booking accommodation, I've worked out that if I click, for example, when I'm booking through, or I won't mention the names, but if I'm booking through a a booking site, and if I click one adult, two children, which is my formation, that tallies up to double the cost of two adults 
uh, or even one adult, one child, but the space is the same. So the, the kind, but you know, when you've got one adult and two children, you often end up in the same bed and and so on. But the algorithms don't allow for that, so you end up paying more. So just that simple little tweak, if if operators can be aware of that and allow that that configuration to be clicked in. Jacinta, so so much gold in that response to that question there. I absolutely wholeheartedly agree there is an absence of single and solo mothers in our advertising. I think that you'll be pleased to hear. I I undertake quite a lot of uh, research into mothers' behaviours here in Australia and one of the biggest issues they see businesses and brands making is not depicting the reality of their life. So uh, the the changing family structures that we're seeing. And that's something that's coming through very loud and clear in my research is that they want brands and advertisers to more accurately depict the family structure and how that's changing as well. So I am hoping that through episodes such as this on the Marketing to Mums podcast and sharing that research that we will start to see some of those changes come through. Yeah, because the thing that I that would be wonderful because there's such an opportunity here. It's an untapped market. I wouldn't even call it a niche market because it's massive. If you if you have single mothers as your customer avatar, just see how that goes. Because you won't just draw in single mothers. That's the other point here. You're not just going to draw in the single mothers. If you're worried about that market for whatever reason, but many women who feel empowered by juggling all the demands on them, they come into that net as well. It's because women make all those buying decisions and you can be sure they're making those decisions where they're the own when they're the only adult, for sure. So for for people, uh, businesses listening to this, yeah, don't see it as a fringe. See it as a, a really a burgeoning market, an untapped one. So just on, just on that then, Jacinta, like if you could share three tips with a business owner or a marketer that might be listening to the show about marketing or appealing to single and solo mothers, what, what would they be? I think the first one is just give us the opportunity to see ourselves. Let us feel represented because that is not happening as we discussed before. Also uh, provide incentives. So if you make it cheaper for, say, one adult configuration so companies don't price us out of the market or force us to manoeuvre or, or even kind of cheat our way around. Like what I said when I was booking hotel rooms, I end up clicking one adult, one child just so we can get in there at the same price. But just provide those incentives where if you are an, just a solo adult, this is how much it's going to cost you. So I, I also think about the times uh, that single mothers are often alone. So if you are aware of that as a marketer, they're often alone in part of the school holidays or weekends. So offer incentives for solo experiences or solo travel. If, you, if, you, if you're aware, you can capture that time when they're by themselves and they actually want to do things by themselves. And another point would be to get educated about what single mothers need and target that. So example, they need time alone to relax and recuperate. They need experiences with like-minded people. And they need experiences with their kids, with other families. So just get really educated about that. You can do that by reading the Single Mothers Social Club, actually. 
Absolutely. And I highly recommend it to our listeners. Hey, Jessica, one of the one of the trends that I've identified among single mothers is that they've often got a side hustle or or they actually run businesses. I know that I read some research a couple of years ago by Mums and Co. who who actually uncovered this for me or brought brought this to my attention. So I'm curious to know if this was something that you found when researching your book. And uh, you know, if you did, why do you think that's so? Yes, I did find that. So many single mums have side hustles and I'm starting to do it myself. I'm actually studying life coaching. But I think it's obvious the why that why we end up gravitating towards that. And it's the autonomy of being able to run our own business. There's the adaptability and being able to do things on your own terms. But particularly, I think it's the working hours because single mums often have really inconsistent working times because when the kids go to their other parent, if they are a co-parent, not all of them are, then that's the time when they can buckle down and get some work done. But then when the kids are with them, they have to be fully with their children. And don't even talk to me about homeschooling. You know, we've, we haven't been able to do anything during that time. And so they need to, often single mums need to set their own hours so they could work really full on perhaps for one week and then the next week they're with their kids. So that's why having a, their own businesses or side hustles just works for single moms. It's really almost impossible to have a traditional work culture. It doesn't work for mothers in general. We've worked that out, right? The whole nine to five FaceTime being in an office is really hard for many mums, even those with a supportive partner at home. But try being the only adult in the family and it's near impossible. Mm. And I guess in finding that out, there's lots of opportunities for any listeners who are in the B2B space who are offering services to small business owners that you know, single mothers in business might be a really growing opportunity for you. Jacinta, I'm curious to know, you just alluded to life coaching. What's next for you? Yeah, I'm on a really, uh, really big trajectory of change myself in career because I've been a television news reporter and news presenter for years, actually, almost 30 years. And I have loved that and it's been a really fulfilling career, but it never, in the recent years, it hasn't felt very aligned for me. And so I left my news reading job uh, at the beginning of the first lockdown, actually. It feels like a different instalment, doesn't it? And and I felt really free after that, actually. It feels like it's time to really tune into what do I want to do. It's It's been a wonderful opportunity to, to, for the first time in a long, long time, to actually sit with what, what resonates for me. I've started writing a column for Body and Soul, which I'm loving. That's on spirituality. So that's a bit of a dream come true because I'm writing about this theme that I'm so fascinated by and I get to explore that. Uh, in a in a, in the written format, so it feels like this amalgamation of all these things I love. I'm doing that, and I'm studying life coaching, and I've got just a just a semester to go, or less than a semester, and then I'm going to be taking on clients and doing that. And I've got some ideas for courses I can develop in time. So there's lots of that going on as well. It's sort of I see my personal growth actually as a as an ongoing story for me and another another thing that I take on that takes time and you've got to put that work in. I, I include that. I include my evolution in the what am I doing now because that, that I invest time in that. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like some really, really exciting times coming up for you and a lot of change. Um, Jacinta, I wanted to uh, ask you if some of my listeners wanted to learn more about you and to buy your fabulous book, what's the best way for them to do so? At the 
moment it's the gram, Instagram. I'm not posting as much as I should, but I'm on there. So it's at just intertine and, and I actually my website's being built. That should be up pretty soon. And so that is going to be jacinta-tynan.com. And then all everything will be on there, all the different things I do. And I'm, I'm offering lots of different things because I'm also uh, going to be offering book mentoring because a lot of people come to me and say, how do I publish a book? So I'm going to be offering that I can to guide people through to how you get a book to, to pitch a book to publishers. And I'm also going to be coaching people in speaking because I do so much of that and, and in writing their story. So that'll all be on the website. And you can get my book via all bookstores. And some of them are still open, aren't they? And also online via Booktopia and the usual online booksellers. Fantastic. Jacinta, I would like to thank you for sharing your insights with us and being part of Marketing to Mums, the podcast. It's been a fabulous conversation. Oh, it's a pleasure, Katrina. Great to chat. Thanks. loved this interview with Jacinta. A few brands are really addressing the needs of single mothers or solo mothers and this represents a real opportunity for astute brands and businesses. If there's one tip I can share with you is go out and buy Jacinta's book. The Single Mothers Social Club gives deep insights into the way these women are feeling and behaving. I really consider it essential reading. Until next time, thanks for listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast. You've been listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast. The show which helps you drive sales and profit in your organisation by developing a deeper understanding of the world's most powerful consumer, mums. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and a review and tell us what your key takeaway was or who your favourite guest was and why. If you would like to get the show notes from today's episode or any of the links mentioned, all you need to do is head to marketingtomums.com.au forward slash podcast. Don't forget to sign up to receive an email to let you know when the next episode is released. Thanks for listening.